Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to season four of the Power of Privilege and Allyship podcast. My name is Funke Abimbola, and I'm the CEO and founder of the Austin Bronte Consultancy, a global consulting firm whose main goal is to improve leadership by leveraging the impact of diversity, inclusion, belonging, and equity across the business world. Today, I'm so excited to be interviewing my son, Max Abimbola. I'm in the hot seat now. So yes, I'm <laughs> my name is Max Abimbola, as many of you may know, and I am a first year computer science student at Newcastle University. So Max, this is all about you and just bringing everyone up to date on what's going on really for you. So, so what's happened since um, the last time I interviewed you was with a number of your school friends and you're all just about to start university. So what's, what's happened since then, Max? Uh, so I'm here now. So <laughs> I've actually reached uni now. Uh, I'm in Newcastle, as I've said several times. Um, I've been here for about five months, I think. Coming up in five months now, five or six months. It's just been really good. It's just been kind of me trying to settle in, you know, make friends, get balanced with work. It's just a lot of, you know, I mean, a lot of our listeners would have been to university before. So, you know, and of course you were at university. So, you know what it is, the first kind of the first term. It's a bit hectic. There's a lot going on, lots of new stuff. You're trying to try new things. You're likely always going to be tired because you, you just kind of spread yourself really thin. But it's kind of calmed down. I say that, but we, we've just had exams. So it didn't really calm down that much. But, you know, I know at least in next term, you kind of know what you what you will do and what you won't do in certain areas. Like, I know which societies I'm probably not going to try again. Uh, and I know which, just what I'm, just what I'm going to do, really. So, yeah, but obviously there'll be new things I want to try. Uh, but it's definitely just going to settle down a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing, really. And how are you finding your computer science degree, Max? Oh, I love the course, honestly. I definitely made the right decision. Uh, yeah, we've got some really great lecturers. And they're just like, it's just really nice to see other people who are passionate about the course as well. Uh, because I've also had it at A-levels when we were doing computer science. People really like doing a course. People like coding. But it's nice having like a whole bunch of people. And, you know, everybody in that room... Uh, a lot of them want to be software engineers like me. So that's just nice to see other people with the same kind of the same kind of aspirations as me. And we have the same interests. Like it's just kind of the way it goes. When when you do computer science and you know somebody else that does, does computer science, it's kind of like a, a bunch of boxes that they immediately check that you know that they might watch certain things, they'll play certain get like it's just kind of you just know that they'll know or they'll do certain things that you do. So it's nice to have that connection immediately. So yeah, it's it's really nice, it's really refreshing. And it's nice being able to focus on one thing instead of several different subjects. I mean, at least at Ada was we narrowed it down to about three. Uh, some people b- barely narrowed it down and did. I think I heard about people doing seven or something. That's a bit, that's wild to me. That is wild. Seven A-levels is, you know, but yeah, that wasn't me at all. But yeah, it's just nice to be able to specialize and really do what I want to be doing and put all my energy into that. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. I really love the course, really enjoying the course. Really pleased to hear that. And you've wanted to do computer science for so long mm. that it's it's great to hear that now you're finally doing it at mm. undergrad level, mm. that it's exceeding your expectations, it would sound like, in fact. Mm. No, 100%. 100%. So, I mean, is there a lot of diversity then with the, the students that you're with? You know, are... Are there lots and lots of people who are just like you or is it a really broad mix of of individuals on the course? Well, I mean, as much as the number of people who choose STEM subjects 
is starting to become a bit more diverse. It is still very much white male dominated. I mean, you'll look in the room and then you'll, you'll know exactly what the kind of the de- main demographic is. But there are definitely, I mean, all of my, like the majority of my friends in my course are, aren't white men. Um, I've got a friend who, well, I've got a friend who's black. I've got an Asian friend, uh, two Asian friends actually. And yeah, it's just, or three actually. Yeah, three. So, you know, it's it's definitely diverse. If you're looking for diversity, you'll, you'll be able to find it. It's not like there's no black people, no women. Like, it's just, you know, there is a good mix, but obviously it's mainly dominated by white men. That's nothing new, though. I mean, that's been the story of both our lives, really, uh, right. hasn't it? Um, but uh, we've got lots and lots of friends from from all over. So, mm-hmm. and and what prompted you then to apply to be student ambassador, Max? Yeah, so the student ambassador, I actually saw it on um, because I've set my emails up to. I don't know why I set it up like this, but I get about a hundred emails a day from the university. I don't know. I can't remember what I clicked to set it up. I don't know how to unclick it, but you, you know, it's even good that I, I've clicked it because I got the, you know, I basically just get loads and loads of emails from the university about opportunities, apprenticeships. Some of them I can't even apply for because they're postgrads, but, and I'm always checking my email just to see what's going on, if there are any, any opportunities I can get involved in. So I saw the role being advertised. I was like, okay, you know, I'll try it. And I was expecting more people to apply. But then when I talked to my friends, I saw that, oh, okay, maybe maybe not, not, not other people aren't really applying. So I thought, okay, let me just go for it. And it just seemed like something I really wanted to do. It just checked all the boxes of what I wanted to do. I was looking for something I can get involved in, in the School of Computing, where I could kind of show my passion for the subject and tell people what the, what the course is like, give people advice just get involved in the in the school of computing itself so it was just perfect for me so i applied and you know i got it so now i'm student ambassador for computer science and yeah it just it just kind of seemed perfect for me really the perfect thing for me to do and it's so wonderful to see you continue to develop your leadership because you ran a multitude of clubs when yeah. you were at school you 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 were captain of computer science club and um you did maths tuition in lunch breaks and you also ran chemistry club with a a couple of others so it's great to see that um, excitement still carrying on with computer science so what does the role involve Max you know I'm sure we're all dying to know more yeah it's just a it's just a big umbrella like it's so so much and it really depends on what you're comfortable with if you're more introverted you can work on uh, admin stuff maybe helping up having set up events before they, they've started, you know, stacking chairs, whatever. But if you're more extroverted like me, you can do tours around campus. You can get involved with being like a buddy for somebody who wants to apply. You can make these because on the Newcastle University website, there are blogs that you can look at where students will post basically about their days, about what it's like being a university. Uh, and you can search based on subjects and uh, year and you can just search and then look at somebody posting about what their university experience is like, which I think is very cool. So there's just a myriad of different things you can do. And that's the other thing I like, because the way that our, our, we actually get our work is that we use Teams and then somebody will post like a job. So they'll say, okay, we need some girls who are doing engineering that are going to give an assembly to some year seven girls about, you know, just STEM, just something like that. That's just a, that's just a random one. There might be something similar to that, but, and then people will post, okay, yeah, I can do that. My name is, you know, Sally, Sarah, whatever, and I can do this. 
And then obviously I can't because I'm not a girl, but you know, next time there might be a job that is for me and then I can do that. And then, you know, some weeks there will be less work than others. So it's very flexible that way. But then I know for a fact in this next month, there'll be a lot of work. And that's when it's important for me to prioritize, you know, what I need to be doing, because obviously time starts next week. We've got a number of different modules that we need to do. And some of them are going to be a bit more challenging because it's less of what I know. So it's going to be important for me to really prioritize school over, you know, the work, which I, I enjoy, but I need to get the grades in order for me to continue to be able to do the work. Because, you know, if I, if I get kicked off the course, you know, God forbid, that won't happen, but still. They're not really going to say I could be a student ambassador, are they? So, but yeah, it's just, a, as you can tell, it's just a bunch of different things you can do. Uh, and that's what I really like about it. It's just such an exciting role to be taking on and congratulations on on getting the position as well. And, and I mean, how have you found the transition from school to, to university, Max? You know, what's the, been the biggest differences that you've experienced? I haven't really thought about this because I just kind of got on with it, you know. There wasn't really much time to think about it when it first started. Like, I'd say the biggest difference, I know it's just a general answer, but your life, your life just changes. I mean, my schedule back at secondary school is I'd wake up same time every day. That's the first thing. Same time every day. Like seven, I think, from memory. Have breakfast, you know, watch YouTube or something, shower, go to school. You'd have this lesson, this lesson, this lesson, break, this lesson, this lesson, lunch, and then you go home. And then you might have a club or something. And that repeats and it's the same. And then it's only on the weekends that you might go out to see friends or, you know, parts like, you know, that kind of thing. But at university, I mean, every day can be so different. You know, there could be on a Monday, there could be some event later in the evening for your for your course. Like there could be like a an assembly about, I don't know, about something, about something. And that could switch up your day completely. And I, I don't, it's just different. I really don't know how to describe it until you get here. But maybe living with people is a different thing. Maybe people who boarded might be adjusted to the transition a bit more. But living with like, because I live in a flat of 11 people, which is even which is even strange for, um, or it's out of the ordinary for people that live at university. So sharing kitchen space and other shared spaces with tell other people definitely gets interesting but you know we're all friends and I have a lovely flat so it's fine but yeah it's really really difficult to pinpoint any one thing that's different about university than secondary school because in theory you're still just learning you're still just doing exams you're still revising but then there are just certain tweaks that just make the whole experience just so much different. And some people are accustomed to that. Some people aren't. And, you know, this is why for all of courses, they say that the first year will say they, it doesn't count towards your final grade because they understand that, or at least I hope they understand that, students that first coming to university, not all of them are going to adjust as quickly to this change. And I really like that. And I think that's really important for people, especially for mental health. I mean, you know, I know for a fact if this year counted, I'd be in, under so much stress. I wouldn't be able to enjoy... Uh, the year is much. I won't be able to meet as many people because I'll just be feeling like I need to work. I can't, I can't be, you know, going out. I need to work, work because this is, this is counting towards my final grade in my third year. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's just very difficult to pinpoint what it is. But once you get here, you'll, you'll feel the change. You'll definitely notice the change. But yeah, I enjoy it. So I like the change personally. That's great to hear, Max. That's wonderful. So we've had so many discussions about privilege allyship, diversity and inclusion. I mean, you've interviewed with me a number of occasions. You've been the guests with others on a few occasions. 
has your understanding of privilege, allyship, diversity, and inclusion changed at all since you started university, or is it pretty much the same? Um, yeah, my stance hasn't really changed. You know, it's it's pretty much the the same answer I gave quite a while ago when you were interviewing me and some of my friends um, from secondary school. But I definitely say that my exposure has changed, which is normal for people that go to university because you're meeting so many new people. And I think that's another thing that's different. That's the main thing that's different. You're meeting so many new people every day. I mean, there's no one day in the lecture hall where I don't see somebody different or I don't see, like I see familiar faces or, you know, there's always somebody different that you're meeting or seeing. But I'd say that my exposure to people of different socioeconomic classes has definitely been the main thing because I lived in an area where it was very upper middle class or middle class um, obviously, there were people who were once, you know, were working class, but there weren't nearly as many. And it's just really, really interesting, really interesting to see that, hear their experiences firsthand, because you always hear people talking about them. When you actually see it firsthand, uh, you realize, wow, you know, I am actually very privileged in this respect because I can't, I can't relate to what you're talking about at all. I mean, I know somebody who's never even been out of the country, never ever in their life, or they don't have, and they don't have a passport. I mean, it's just like, it's just things I can't, I can't even relate to. It's definitely important. It's definitely important to be exposed to that because as much as I, you know, I wasn't going to, I don't judge anybody for where they come from or their background or anything. It is important to get exposure to different backgrounds so you can understand people a lot better because you can't truly understand them until you've met them. As much as you can say, like, you've read about it, yeah, I get it, but you don't really get it until you've seen it. But other than that, my stance hasn't changed at all. You know, it's still uh, it's still the same answer. Oh, that's just wonderful to hear, Max. Well, it's great to hear how you're getting on. I, I get so many queries from our listeners, you know, wanting to know how you're getting on, really just cheering you on, Max, you know, with your degree and everything. And as your mom, I'm relieved that you really are enjoying the course. So you're obviously, you're so happy at Newcastle, which is where I went, and also where your aunt attended and studied medicine. So there's a strong family tradition and links to Newcastle. But uh, anything you'd like to say before we wrap things up for this uh, just very, very quick episode that we're putting out there? Uh, no, nothing apart from just thank you, everybody, for continuing to listen, continuing to share us. I mean, I've had people approach me, even at university, saying, oh, do you want a podcast with your mum? So, you know, whatever you guys are doing, keep doing it because it's working, clearly, because people are recognising that, uh, you know, the podcast is, you know, it's, it's popping off. It's doing really well. So, you know, we've got so many more exciting guests to be interviewing. And yeah, it's just, you know, thank you so much because we really didn't expect it to blow up as much. We really didn't. And I think my mom says it all the time on every episode, at the end of every episode. So, you know, thank you so much. Thank you for all your support. Oh, that's wonderful. And thank you, Max, for all your support, because I wouldn't have started this without you. I, I literally could not have started it without all the tech advice you gave me last year. So thanks very much indeed. And thank you, our lovely listeners. As Max just said, we really are so, so grateful to you. Please, please, please keep sharing these links to the various episodes uh, by sharing so many more people get to listen and it seems to be really enriching lives you know we're we're really starting this uh, tidal wave as it were to improve understanding around important issues privilege and allyship and diversity and inclusion and with that I'll say goodbye for now and I look forward very much to my next truly fascinating conversation with yet another inspiring leader just like my son Max Abimbola thanks very much everyone and goodbye for now. Thank you.